And welcome back to the Lambertsey Show. I am Lambertsey, joined here by Mikey RP Gamer uh, for the weekly anime recap. As we have previously stated, due to personal reasons, we had to delay it one day. So instead of Mondays at 2, where it usually airs, we had to air it to Tuesday at 3 o'clock. But uh, welcome in, Mikey. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, buddy. I'm not too bad. Hope you're having a good day. Oh, I'm hanging in there, you know. That's what we like to hear. You know, just making sure everything's working and everything. Yeah. And of course, I messed something up. Uh, you can keep going. I know exactly what happened. I kind of just accidentally give away a spoiler, but okay. Um, so, let me go back over here. There we go. And Can we have a round of applause for Lemon please? Hey, guys? hey, 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 hey. We had a rush, okay? Anyways, so this is from the LibertyShow.com. Um, constantly making improvements and updates. Have you had a chance to take a look at the updates since we've updated them? Uh, yeah, I have been looking. I have had a little browse, a little gander, as it were. And what are your thoughts? You like it better, worse? What, what are we looking at? I think it's a definite improvement. I'm enjoying it. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. We're definitely trying to improve things. Uh, I did hire a new uh, tech journalist as well and stuff, so between two of them, we should start getting some deals out to our uh, community soon for people to look forward to reading if they're looking for anything. Um, that being said, though, why don't we get into this as we have just gotten a follow from Revenant Sorrow, and that rhymed. Yo, Rev. Which was funny because I could have sworn he was already following me, but welcome in. See, even he Twitch says, likes to do like, that shit. Why did it unfollow me? <laughs> yeah, that, that that happens quite regularly, and yeah, it's kind of shit. Twitch, sort your shell, yeah, mate. Right. Well, I've been saying that since I started Twitch, so let's be real. All right, so uh, without further ado, let's get it started. We're gonna start off uh, this last week's recap with "I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss." So yeah, guys, this this episode. I think we definitely saw an improvement. Um, I'm not sure if the animation quality upped itself as well a little bit for this episode. I'm not sure why it was kind of a random one to suddenly have an increase in animation. Uh, but anyway, knowing that the that the prize of the contest for the White Lily Princess is demon incense, that's harmful to demons, Aline removes her male student disguise and enters the contest dressed as a woman. While others are overwhelmed by her beauty, James asks her to dance. The light dance steps as of the pair fascinates the audience, and Eileen is chosen to be the White Lady Princess. However, right after that, the mastermind has demon incest scattered throughout the venue, Rowena and the others struggling in vain as James turned into a demon. So this is all highlighting the second demon lord that is like in the second game in this kind of world that she was trying to like court so that they don't do any bad, which makes me think, does she actually have any emotions for the first demon lord? Was she courted? Is this just all a game to her? What's going on in her? Like, I don't see her end goal. I see her trying to survive, but I don't see her actual feelings. Uh, it's my thoughts on her character. For sure, I'm enjoying it. It's, um, again, like I said since the start, it's a shoujo anime that I never thought I would enjoy. And the fact remains that I am enjoying it. Um... I just kind of want more of an idea into her mentality and what she wants out of all this. Which makes sense. <laughs> you know? 
show yeah. animes to be surprisingly good. That is for, definitely for sure. Uh, there's a couple that I've watched that I was not expecting to be as good as it was. But then again, when you consider the opposite is a very popular genre, it's not uh, it's not beyond well, the possibility. You see, the thing is, and I don't want anyone out me saying, oh, you're just being sexist or anything like that, but before we had all this stuff with, oh, I'm this gender, or I'm that gender, or my identity, and you know what? I don't bash anyone. You, you be what you want to be, okay? But the fact remains that shoujo anime was directed at women. doesn't mean that men can't watch it. But it was created in mind with, for women and women to enjoy it more. Um, doesn't mean that we can't enjoy it, but it, it's it, you know it's a trope there that I've I've personally fitted into that trope. That I've never really enjoyed shoujo anime, but I've always loved shounen anime. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know shounen, being the anime that is directed at males and and young men. Um, so as much as I want to break those tropes, and this is definitely doing that justice. Um, it, it highlights one of the reasons why I've never been a massive shoujo fan. Well, there's only two that I can think of off of the top of my head that, for me, have broken the barrier, but I still can't get myself to watch others without, like, a lot of recommendation. Uh, you know, yeah. the first one being, uh, or the latest one that a lot of people know of would have to be, uh, what was it called? Uh, Fruits Basket? Was not... Oh not yeah, that at all. Like it surprised me. And then there was, uh, God, I've said this anime's name so many times. Uh, help me out here, uh, Mikey. It's the one where, uh, she breaks that vase in the very beginning, and then has to be like one of the like, uh, she has to be like, uh, uh, she has to act like a male who serves the females in her high school. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's an older one. Um. Yeah, I can't help you. No, because you've heard of it. You've definitely heard of it because when I brought it up before, you knew. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, come on. Come on. That was just a terrible explanation. Trust me. I knew it was a terrible explanation. <laughs> I've learned that by now, mate. Uh, Don't ask Ramsey to describe a show. <laughs> Well, well, don't ask me to describe a show if I can't remember the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, come on. Uh, you know what? Whatever and stuff. Oh, I found it. Or on high high school host club. Yes. It was a terrible explanation, but I know you know that what I'm talking about. So those are the only two mm -hmm. I can think mm -hmm. of off the top of my head. Or on high school host club, and uh, fruits basket. Other than those, like, I can't get myself to watch that genre. And the only reason I watched those two was just because so many people are like, no, you gotta watch it. It's great. You know, it just tends to happen this way. But uh, moving along, we've got yeah. The Daily Life of the Immortal King, uh, episode Season 3, Episode 8. This episode was kind of sad. Um, so it starts off with the principal, who's one of the Seven Star Squad members, the leader of it, getting just like com comedically wrapped and um, bashed around by demons. Because there's a massive group of these demons. He's like hanging from like one of their bandages or something. They're just like playing like uh, pinata with him. And it's funny, and we've seen this through the, the whole series. Like, he's strong, but he can get overwhelmed, just like anyone else. 
And so our MC comes in being the overpowered ass he is and just snaps his fingers and everything stops. And he changes this guy's memories to make him think that he did it. Blah, blah, blah. However, this time, the girl who infiltrated the school is trying to stop the curators and take over and make sure that her powers are more highlighted than theirs uh, so that they have more of their lineage than these. Records this. And then during like a live broadcast um, with our M- where our seven star squad leader is on stage, um, shows it. And obviously, it's a controversy, and everyone's like, "This is fake." You know, who's this random guy? Why are we being lied to? Blah blah blah. But anyway, as a cover up, they the seven star squad um, like creator, funder, whatever you want to call them. Fires him basically, just says, Oh, you, uh, you need to go on a long break. You haven't took a break in 10 years, but the way you leave your sword and your badge here. And he leaves him utterly defenseless, leaves all of his stuff in his desk. He's basically like crippled. And obviously, MC comes to save him again. But it's kind of just like depressing. It's like this guy's putting so much shit, and now they've just tossed him aside like trash. Like, no, it's, it's, it's not cool, bro. The episode was like kind of, kind of hitting the feels, man. Well. We'll see what comes next then. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is one of those yeah. that, honestly, I completely forgot about this. And this is something that I wanted to watch a while back, but then just forgot this anime even existed. So I think I'm going to wait for the end of season three. And then I'm just going to binge watch three seasons. So Do it. Do it. 100%. All right, moving along, we have some My Hero. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> If it wasn't enough seeing our favorite villain just trashing everyone with his decay, we had the revival of Gigantomachia. Holy mother of Jesus. He rampages through all the heroes. Not a single hero is able to stop him. Even um, Mount Lady isn't able to stop him. Um, And he's just like, Bashing all these heroes, he's got like all the vi- the League of Villains on his back. They like anyone comes close, Darby's shooting flames at them. This incredible action, and you see like the people who are left like in the rear guard, uh, who are some, most of them are school members, um, are like shit. What are we gonna do? And you can see I forget her name, but she's the one who could spawn objects out of herself, um, and. She's like the leader of this like platoon. Um, she's been told to retreat, and they're all like, "We can't retreat. We're heroes. We've got to do something to stand." And so the episode cuts to the end of them just turning around, with all these weird objects in their hands, um, like ready to face this like massive gi- giant. It just gives you goosebumps, man, and just one hell of a cliffhanger for episode one two one. Amazing show that you know they're pulling out all the stops this season. Yeah, we already know that there's going to be a huge spoiler at the end of the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how it gets there. Um, oh, I'm set. Moving along, we have Beast Tamer, which is, you know, something I'm always interested in. I, I love this kind of anime. So what happened in mm-hmm. uh, Episode 7? We tamed motherfucking fairies. Fuck yeah! Fucking fairies. Um, so, so far, he's t- everyone he's tamed, you'll notice, like, a dragon, um, and the cat spirit. Par for the course, there's always, there's been... always a dragon and a cat spirit. Of course. But they are part beast, part human. And that's what makes them a supreme species. 
Ferris is different, and he had to learn to... It was on the fly. He wasn't sure if he was even going to be able to make a contract with them because he had to do it from scratch. They're not beasts at all. They, these are completely like a new new kind of species to him. Um, and he tamed two of them at once and fainted because obviously it's a lot of magical power. Uh, after, that is after, of course, saving said other twin fairy from the uh, night, demon knight general. Uh, we learned that he has a buff skill that he can use on his... Uh, familiars, we'll call them. Um, and so Cat Spirit comes in and just fucking wallops this guy with one punch. It's brilliant. Um, then we cut to him delivering the shield, which is the whole point of the mission, to the Heroes Party. And they're like, well, this is going to be a fake. You've done it in two days, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they analyze, analyze it like, no, this is legit. Um, and I... He's like, sure, can I have my money now? Give him the money. And as he turns to leave, the warrior says, um, how about you join the party? And the hero's like, wait, what? I didn't agree to this. He's like, no, but we clearly need him. <laughs> um, and they all agree, hero begrudgingly. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm not rejoining you. And leaves with, with his own party of familiars. And they're all, like, outraged. And the hero's, like, hum- humiliated. He wants to get back at him. He literally just wants him dead. Uh, heroes seem less hero like by the second. And then they speak about the hero's power, how his power is called Limit Break, and how he's got endless amounts of how much he can grow and level, even though he got bashed by this party. And they're like, well, actually, that's like you. You know, no beast tamers like you. You're from a land that we thought never even existed, let alone the fact it's been destroyed. You've got powers that shouldn't exist. You're able to unlock abilities that are um, have been lost for centuries. Um, and you've been able to tame not one, not two, but four supreme species um tell me what about that doesn't sound like the hero to you and they basically convince him to to make his own hero's party and it's fucking so much content in one episode but so good and so well fleshed out and paced i think it was a brilliant episode i won't lie every time i see the uh dragon lady i immediately think of the lady from uh i've been it, I can't remember the killing slimes. I've been killing slimes for three hundred years, and I've maxed on my level. I immediately think of that dragon lady. This character design is just so similar, but it's par for the course and stuff. However, I am interested in this and stuff because every time you have something where they kind of form a pact to the main character, they usually end up doing really well together. You know, and they never really tend to do anything too bad, unless we're talking about. Herman the Labyrinth of Another World. <laughs> Other than that, you know, it's great. Although I did love Herman the Labyrinth of Another World, I won't lie. <laughs> For all the right reasons, I'm Oh, yes, sure. tell they. <laughs> but uh, moving along, we have Management of a Novice Alchemist. Hmm. So this series just keeps getting better, obviously. Um... More and more cutesy. We see her creating more objects, more items, more apparel, getting stronger, getting into more fights. Um, she's, this episode is more about setting up the trade routes and stuff. And her character growth is just insane. Like, we're on episode six, and she's grown so much already. What I will say is that sometimes the pacing can be a bit weird, um, but all in all, 
you know, the story's clearly there, unlike some other certain anime I could I could name. Um so yeah, I'm I'm very much enjoying the direction this is going, but I do want to see her master again because her master's cool. That's that's the only thing. Next episode, please. All right. Next we have Shinobi no Itoki. Oh my god, guys. <clears throat> so this episode was fire. Straight fire. We finally saw nice progression. So they basically called for a meeting of all the ninja leaders for the first time in 70 years. And basically during all this, the squad one who called for it, um, of like the government, of like ninja government, squad one of the ninja government called for this meeting. And everyone was like, do you have any problems with the Cobra? And everyone at first was like, no. And Ego were like, well, actually, you've tried famous for killing your boss, which you know is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. We also find you working on secret weapons. And the Koga chief gets arrested after everyone then starts testifying. Oh, wait, yeah, they've done this, they've done that, they've done this. Squad 2's leader comes in then with evidence against the Eager chief. And the Eager chief gets arrested. Fabricated evidence, I may add, because we find out later on Squad 2's leader kills Squad 1's leader. Uh, which means that the Koga have people inside the government, even. Uh, we also see the Eager and the Koga preparing for war. The chiefs have been arrested and our MC taking over as the eager chief officially by signing his name in the scroll and sealing it with a thumbprint of blood. So the plot thickens and it's getting uh, getting spicy. Interesting. Interesting. So now we have what I'm pretty sure is one of your favorites not named Bleach. We have Immoral Guild. Because <laughs> we all know how immoral we can be. <laughs> Giggity. Who else but Mike? Um. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was actually a good episode. Um. Good character growth, animation, action. Story is still kind of mid. And um, if you want to talk about other kind of character growth, guys, uh, I suggest you watch it on a different site. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I saw your note. <laughs> I definitely yeah. saw your note. <laughs> it's, it was one of those episodes, was it? It was yeah. the, uh, to put it the PG, PG way, it was the mandatory beach episode. <laughs> but the adult version of like the beach episode. episode those... Yeah. All right, fair enough. So uh, now to go from that to something that flopped. Love. We got love flops. Wow, that was negative. <laughs> uh, the episode was about Bai and her attempt to uh, growing close to him. Like I said, each episode for like the past two going onward, then for the next two probably as well as about each of the people trying to hook up with him. This one is about the teacher, and I actually really pay attention to this one because she's hot. Um, yeah, so there's basically yeah, like we find out that she's quite shy, very clumsy. Uh, doesn't really have much boundaries at the same time, though. And probably of all the candidates, she'd be my favorite. Of course, of course, Mikey would go for the student teacher relationship. <laughs> I mean, you could just say mommy. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we'll move along to the eminence and shadow. Sorry, mommy. I love this animation. Uh, uh, the animation oh. style, the eminence and shadow. So, while Iris seeks a bright mind to study an artifact, Sid visits a poplar store. Meanwhile, in the dark corners of the city, someone commits murders in Shadow Garden's name. Uh, so we find out that, as I just said, people commit murders in Shadow Garden's name. And, you know, Shadow Garden isn't happy about that. And obviously, as we're still aware, MC still thinks this is all a game, despite there being obvious signs that there is a real cult and everything, despite him being overpowered. He's a bit dense. And, spoiler alert, even in the manga, he's, he's still got no idea. And they've had some fucking wild rides. Um, but, he finds that one of his uh, close 12 um, opened a store in the city and uh, made a throne on top of the store uh, for him. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, he thinks that they're all like playing a game. And he's like, this is a bit elaborate just to be a game, right? And he's like, where did they got all this money? I'm like, well, it would be in the jitty here. Hello. Um, but, you know, man's dense and that's what makes it funny. But it's, it's a great show, honestly. Honest to God. He, he's got such an ego uh, hero complex, and it's, it's funny as, as shit. Hmm. Funny when that happens. Uh, I, it's even funnier to me when they got that ego complex and then they get knocked down a peg or two. <laughs> so uh, next up we have Reincarnated as a Sword, which I think is just a very interesting concept and take on this kind of anime or this style of anime I should say in genre there's a theme between this one and the next one I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm related skills both ended up with that MC's fighting a fucking demon uh and yeah it's just a second overdone battle like generic looking demon let's fight him so in Reincarnate the Sword, it was Fran and Teacher face off against the toughest adversary. Uh, with their lives on the line, honestly, wasn't even that life threatening, if, if I'm honest with you. Like, man just whacked this demon a new one, and that was about it. So, so yeah, I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of getting overused and boring now, considering like the last three seasons, two seasons we've reviewed. Mm. I'm finding like two or three animes with this. this trope slash battle type is done kind of kind of boring me now you know what i mean be original guys be original speaking of our next one i've somehow gotten stronger when i improved my farm related skills which i've made numerous jokes about <laughs> just because i think it's hilarious but uh i mean at least seven. this one there was there was slightly more original in this one instead of fighting a demon they they're playing shogi kind of getting <laughs> that would be hilarious. So wait, wait. What was, the, was this... what, which anime was that that did that? Oh, it was uh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime. As as Rimuru eats him and stuff, you just see uh, the first dragon, <laughs> the first dragon he runs across, look up at Ifri and go, "I'm going to beat you in shogi." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, the, the description said at the start, heavy is the head that raised the crowd. And you know what is true? It's all about political marriage, 
and Fal, who we've been quite acquainted with now being arranged to another kingdom. Little do we know that that kingdom is in embroiled within demons and demon lords and all that shit. And they want him instead. So, again, yay, we're using demons as a plot point. Woo! Uh, but instead of fighting them this time, the, we're getting unknowingly shipped off to wed them. Um, kind of sus, bro. Kind of, kind of sus. No, honestly, I'd like to see the reverse on one of these animes and stuff, and we find out that these people who think they're heroes actually are the villains. They just don't realize they're the villains. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that would be awesome. And then, like, these super strong people, these super strong demons they were running across that they thought were, like, you know, the bosses and everything just end up being, like, the commanders of the demon army who are there to defend themselves against the att- onslaught from these so-called heroes. <laughs> Yes. Like, I would love to see that yes. plot point. Like, you can't tell me that wouldn't be something you'd be interested in watching. Oh, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. Right? For sure. You heard it here first on the yeah, Lambsy show. We need to hire some writers and everything now. <laughs> uh, speaking of demons, we have Welcome to Demon School, Arumakun. So, Aruma and Leeds are allegedly eating the ingredients while the other members of the Misfit class are earning points. Aruma was experiencing survivor's high after having his life put in danger. He decided to enjoy the time eating, putting priority on surviving the longest in the Harvest Festival. Start talking about the memories of the Devi Mixer that went to and are just enjoying their time when they're fucking attacked. Of course, you let your guard down, you little stupid prick. Um... You know, I kind of, I'm, I, it was a better episode than the last ones, but this season's so underwhelming and it's really disappointing. Genuinely. Well, I know there's a huge fan base for this particular anime, too. Um, this is never something I was able to get myself into. I don't know, it just never drew my attention, but I could certainly understand the frustration if you're a fan of an anime. I. <sighs> Yeah, I really enjoyed season yeah, one. Like, I, could, I could certainly understand um, the frustration of like loving a particular kind of anime and them coming out with a new season. You getting all excited for it, and it's and it's oddly, like, oddly, I watched season one and two in dubs. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's something to do with it. It sounds weird, but maybe, maybe it I'll is also the a possibility that that's that could be the case. You know. Right, we'll we'll see anyway. But yeah, I guess it's a better episode than the last couple of weeks. I'll give it that. All right, next up entering the ring is something from Square Enix itself. We have the Teardrop Crystal. So our first episode wasn't titled after a um, uh, gem, even though... Okay, the episode is called Esmeralda, which really is... is I get you could have really said, oh, but it's kind of like Emerald. No, it's, it's Esmeralda. Uh, anyway, so Seraphina and her friend Esmeralda are learning to use magic. Esmeralda isn't as much of a natural Seraphina, but that's only the beginning of her worries, as she's also one of the Gemini people. And uh, she's being hunted, and as you guys know for a track record so far of how many Gemini get hunted, it's not going too well. And uh, yeah, talk about cliffhanger. I don't want her to die. I'd rather she didn't die, but Loki worries she might die. That, that's where I'm at with it, but yeah, it's 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 been a really good anime. It's just I feel like the story leaves a lot to be desired, but graphically it's beautiful. No, oh, you kind of expect graphically with Square Enix for it to be beautiful. Square has always been known to push the boundaries and uh, make things new, 
like uh, like take risks in their graphics, if that makes sense. So, oh yes, yeah. I agree. Uh, moving along to something that I would hate for you know anything to happen to anyone and stuff, uh, which is having balls that are blue. We got blue lock. Blue lock, blue balls. Um, well, some of these players might get blue balls after that last match. Oh, that's enough, sure. Um, yeah, guys, that was an absolute pog, pog match at the end. Um, and we we won the last match, but this the second half of the episode we start the next match. It was going so well. One of the players, the strategist of the team, did manage to pull out a hat trick. Only for him to turn around in the second half of the game and reveal it was all a plot, and he's actually working for the other side. Um, and now that they're playing twelve against ten, because remember, guys, the rules are if you score the most goals on your team, but your team loses, the guy who scores the most goals will still go through. So he deliberately scored a hat trick to then. Uh, yeah, he deliberately scored a hat trick to then change sides so that he would be the only one to go through, eliminating more competition. Um, and that leaves us at quite a, a moot point where they're now tied 3 all. Um, now, obviously, I know what happens next episode. I've read the manga. Um, but we'll touch on that next week. But yeah, I'm this is quite a cliffhanger. So to read the manga for this and stuff, because I know sports anime were not your thing, but you've been absolutely loving Blue Lock. Couldn't wait, man. I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait till next week. All right. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, next up, we got uh, More Than a Married Couple, but Not Lovers, which I keep seeing images of this character so much. Everybody's like giving me like wallpaper quality images of this girl. So I can only imagine what's happened in this episode. So take it away. I, I just, I just, I'm going to say it now, guys. Then I mean, you hear to hear first. Team Akari and Jira for the win. Can we just fuck off the crushes already? I don't care about your stupid little childhood crush and this girl you still got a crush on. I, I don't care about this, this playboy, most popular guy that she's got a crush on. These guys have fallen for each other, clearly, hard. And it's funny because her friend mentions how she was going to go lie down and skive in the nurse's office, which he was in with his crush. Um, and they almost kissed, but they didn't. But she only saw it through the like crook of the curtain, and they only, she only saw legs and a bed moving because they were like, yeah. Um, went back, told a friend, and, a, and obviously, which is Akari. And Akari put two and two together, had a text from Jiro saying he's just going into the nurse's office to go and see her. And she got worried. She's like, oh, have you gone ahead of me? Have you have you left me behind? So she gets upset, gets home. He's asleep. And when they wake up the next day, he kind of like jokes to him, says, oh, after what you did to me last night? And he's like, wait, are you telling me I'm not a virgin? She's like, wait, you tell me you didn't do anything with her? <laughs> and like two and two is like, like put together. I love the trope of when they just assume something happened and stuff. And they're just like, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> It, not many anime can put it off twice in one in, in in one season, okay? But they've managed to uh, this time the other way around, and yeah, it's it's really cute and like they just they need to get together. I, I will be mad and I'll boycott everything if if at the he end of the manga we'll they, the these two are not together. Right. Genuinely will. I don't care how cute the crush is, okay? Fucking pie them off. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Man, we're getting uh, closer to the end of the recap, and then we got uh, our normal character versus character and everything else there. I'm looking forward to that special segment that was added in. But uh, before we get there, yeah, we've got a few more to cover. Uh, not to uh, forget about Bochi the Rock, which you have up next. Hmm. So Bochi struggles with her need to sell concert tickets. A chance to meet her with an eccentric character, maybe just what she needs. We're starting to see her come out of her character shell a little bit. Um, she's just got high anxiety, and you know, it's really relatable, and that's what everyone's been saying. Uh, we didn't get as much music in this one. Um, but it is, it is great to see, you know, the slow progression of someone who is a social introvert with extreme social anxiety coming out and becoming more extroverted. Not that you need to be, but to be able to not extra enough to be able to survive, if you know what I mean. I'm perfectly aware um, of what you mean and stuff because believe it or not, outside of podcasting um, and streaming and stuff, and outside of my job itself, because I could be talking about work, I don't like going anywhere. Let I don't like leaving my room, let alone my own house. So I'm fully aware of what it's like to be introverted, but being able to function in public. Uh, for people like us. It's not that we can't function in public, it's that we don't want to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't really see the point. So I, 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 I can relate. I, I, yeah, I can relate as well. But uh, it's good to see that she's coming out of her shell a little bit. Honestly, it's, it's only gotten harder since I've become a parent. Like, I have to do some shit mm -hmm. now that my, my introverted self is just screaming against me. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mm -hmm. mean there. Anyway, moving on to our next anime, guys. Uh, I feel like <sighs> switching it up. Uh, we're going to go with Chainsaw Man first. You're an asshole. Well, no, because here's the <laughs> thing. I, I, I know Bleach has been your thing, and you've been adding things underneath it. So what I'd like to do, that new spare space, that Ark Knight's animation I'd, uh, that we're going to cover, I'd like to move that to where... Um, Akiba made war used to be, so that way we just end on Bleach and Chainsaw. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. what that's we're fine, gonna do so is I, I think we're gonna do is we're gonna go Chainsaw, then Arc Knights, then Bleach Thousand Years, Blood War, and then next week we'll have it. You know, we'll alternate between who goes first between Bleach and Chainsaw each week. You know what I mean? But those will be the last two each time. You know? Okay. So that's fine. We're gonna that's go fine. with Chainsaw Man. Okay. So. This was covering episode five and six, guys. Uh, and basically, uh, everyone everyone wanted to sacrifice Denji. Um, episode five saw us going into the hotel and killing a demon, and getting stuck between the two floors. Um, where if you go upstairs, you end up coming. So if you go upstairs, you end up coming. This sounds right. So say you're looking at a staircase, guys. Right, you see a stairs going up and a stairs going down. If you move up the stairs. And turn the corner, you will then start coming from where you were before, but the downstairs portion. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, so it's one of those kind of, uh, it's one of those kind of door kind of things where you just go in one door and end up in a different section. So they, yeah, they've been they've they've been trapped on this one floor. So if you try and move up the stairs, you'll still be on the same floor because you'll just be coming down the stairs from the floor you're already on. But if you try going down the stairs, you'll just be coming from the top stairs. It's really confusing to, to explain why, without a diagram. Um, but 
you can't see what I mean. It's easier to explain with a room. So if you've got two rooms next to each other and you try entering the room and then exiting through the other door, you're just going to keep entering and exiting the same room. Basically, it's just like a revolving kind of situation. You're stuck in a loop. Um, you're stuck on this one floor, just with only the floor, only the rooms on that floor, only the staircase on that floor. Elevator's not working. That's the demon's power that has got them trapped there. Uh, episode six explains then how this demon wants Denji, and he says, "I will make a contract with you." And if they make a contract, they know they have to keep it because if they break a contract, they will die. Uh, if you give me Denji and let me kill Denji, I will let the rest of you go. So two of the the Two of them want to kill him. The boss girl doesn't want to kill him, but is willing to, so Aki doesn't use his sword. And Aki doesn't want to kill him. And what happens is it gets desperate, and in the end, Aki's like, look, I'm going to use my sword. The boss woman then says, no, uses her uh, demon power, which is ghost. Uh, she's got an arm of a ghost to restrain him. Uh, and the one of the two minor characters run at, runs at uh, Denji with a knife, and Aki manages to break free of the ghost and takes the knife to his rib. I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? You should have just let him use the sword. The reason she doesn't want to let him use the sword is because it'll take like two or three years off of his lifespan. Um, I was like, well, you could have just almost killed him. She just shanked him in the freaking rib because he tried to save Denji. Just, just let him do it. And Denji's like, well, fuck this. I didn't ask you to save me. Uh, and they're like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to dive into this thing's mouth, but I'm going to unleash my chainsaws inside of it and make it feel so much pain it will want to kill itself. Um, and yeah, it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, and yeah, so we see him dive into the mouth of the Eternity Demon and cue episode shutting, ready for episode seven, where he's going to tear this thing a new one till it kills itself. Would this happen to be the demon you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes, until the demon wants to kill itself, yes. <laughs> You hear me correctly. Okay, fair enough. Uh, moving along, we have Arknight's animation prelude. Yeah, so it's it's really shaping up great, guys. Um, we had some really good action scenes again, especially with the calamity and showing us like when a calamity falls to a certain section of the world slash worlds, what happens. Uh, we saw the escape. We saw the actual Arknight's area um, and where they all live. We did lose one of our characters, unfortunately, as he kind of like held everyone off so the rest could escape. But he didn't die on screen, which means he might not be completely dead, as we all know. Uh, but honestly, this is definitely making me want to re-download the mobile game. It is a free mobile game, it's Gacha. Um, but yeah, the anime, anime quality is so good. And uh, I, I'm really impressed. But Doctor, take your mask off, man. We, we want to see your face face. Like We can see like you've got silver hair and eyes and i know you're meant to be the player but take the mask off let's just see your full character design come on stop playing coy <laughs> <laughs> all right and last but not least on the uh you know weekly review before we get into the fun stuff we have bleach thousand year blood war <clears throat> so for those of you who haven't noticed our stream title please take a note of it now Emotions are high, from the world's newest Pokemon master to the end of an era with the death of a legend. We literally this week had highs and lows, and this is where our low hit. Um, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Episode 6 is where, unfortunately, uh, I won't say a beloved character, more a well-known character, because for me personally, this character, he wasn't my favorite. 
but he was definitely strong old wise man vibes. And you know, imagine if you had, I don't know, Master Roshi dying, or you Naruto fans take yourself back to when Jiraiya died. Um, you know, any old man troop kind of thing. And um, we saw head captain of Squad One and the Thirteen Code Guard squads, Genryu Yamamoto, die. Um, in battle with Huach. Um and he releases his bankai. And they no one was able to seal it, so he thought, because no one's strong enough. And we see him how it removes all the moisture from the air so hot, and people are like, You've got to finish this quickly, otherwise we're all going to die. Um, this guy's strong as fuck. And we see him basically defeat Yuach. Um with his Bankai, he has Bankai North, which is just like a flaming slush. Bankai West, which turns the moisture to the air. Gone, it makes, makes moisture in the air go. Bankai South, which allows him to call forth the souls of the dead that his sword has taken. And he calls forth thousands of souls, uh, skeletal corpses, to beat this guy. Um, and it looks like it's all going so well. You know, these, beating you are great. Uh, shoots his sword. And then we see dying Yuach say, um, I'm glad I could be of service to you, my lord. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't keep him here longer. And Genryu you know, kind of goes, wait, what? And then we we see that we see uh, Uryu reading and learning that the Quincy extermination operation started a thousand year prior where they actually tried invading the Soul Society first. Um, and Quincy, as we know, they upset the balance when they kill Hollows because they don't save their souls, they just exterminate them, which causes an imbalance between life and death. That's why Soul Reapers can't allow them to exist. Oh, at least exist without moderation, like Uria was. Um, and controversially, we then cut to see the real you are speaking to Soskai Eisen, who is the old big bad of the series. And Eisen, no matter how much bad he's done, he still turns around and says, I still got pride as a Soul Reaper. I'll not help you. As he's considered one of the special threats and Yuach tries recruiting him. He leaves because he knows it's going to take too long to kill Eisen. And basically... Yamamoto stands there knowing full well he's used all of his power, knowing full well he cannot use his Bankai. Yuach steals his Bankai and explains, it's not because you were too strong, it's just because we didn't have the understanding. Uh, now we know all of your abilities your Bankai can do, and he steals his Bankai from in front of him. Which, you know, is kind of dangerous considering that's like the strongest Bankai in, in the series. And, you know... Yamamoto, instead of being fearful, trying to run away, just stands there like a chad. Doesn't even bother raising the defense. Just stands there, looks him dead. Deadpan looks at him and just takes takes Yuach's sword from neck to waist and dies. Uh, but man, man didn't say a word. Man didn't fucking... You know, he, he, he stood there, just took it. Um, but it kind of came with the resonance that, you know, I may die, but the fight will continue with throughout everyone. You're, you're not going to demoralize my my other captains or my other squadmates by killing me. You're just going to make them more fired up. 
and yeah it was it was an emotional crazy ride that obviously i knew was happening um but animated beautifully and probably the best episode of the thousand year blood war arc so far fair enough and it's looking like it's gonna set up to be even better uh but now we're gonna the move on to our special segment based on pokemon um Oh, hell yeah. And as I said, guys, you know, we had lows and get ready for a high. After 35 years, Ash is still 10. I mean, sorry, sorry, 35. sorry. After 35 years. God, you're trying to make me older yes, than 35. I already am. Because this came out when I was <laughs> uh, a child. That, if, this, if this is 35, I'm in my 40s. I'm sure I read it was 35 years. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's it was 25. 25. I will double check my, my facts there. Okay, it's after 25 years. After 25 years. Ash is still 10 to start, restart my joke. I'm joking. Uh, after 25 years, Ash has become the very best like no one ever was. Um, and, you know, he, he is now the world Pokemon champion, which to me, does that mean he's better than every other Pokemon master? I don't know, because I didn't realize that Leon was like the best out of everyone. Uh, oh, I should be using the real, real language here, shouldn't I? Because considering this is only out in subs right now, Satoshi is... Uh, is the best Pokemon master. And Pikachu beat, get this guys, get this, Japan, Japan's name for Charizard is Lizard, or Lizardmon. Is it Lizardmon or Lizardzard? I remember reading this. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, honestly, if you look at um, some of the names they have for the Pokemon out in Japan, yeah, they would never fly out here. <laughs> no. Um, and you know, guys, it was a really emotional episode. And what it does, it really encapsulates and it has a very good, um, what would you call it? Parallel to season one. Um, the Kanto arc, where Ash is in the championship there and it's reversed. He's fighting someone with the Pikachu and he has a Charizard and his Charizard just refuses to fight. And he loses because, you know, his Charizard just is too full of itself. Um, and, you know, his... His battle here to become Pokemon Master, Pokemon World Champion, is reversed. He's got the Pikachu this time. It looks like everyone from all his journeys was watching this battle. Yeah, that's the best thing about Pokemon Journeys, Pokemon Master Journeys. You get to see every single region, all of his ex-Pokemon, all of his uh, ex-adventures. And it is it's kind of sad because it does feel like it's setting itself up to conclude Ash's journey. But at the same time... I don't think they will, because Ash is such a cash cow. The Pokemon anime is such a cash cow, you know, and everyone's like, oh, this is the end of it, now where can they go from here? I'm like, well, remember the song. Remember what Ash always says. Uh, it's not just about becoming number one, it's to catch them all is his real test. Um, he doesn't just want to be the best in the world, he wants to still have more adventures, he still wants to have and learn more. There's more regions for him to explore as we find out now with Pokemon Violet coming out. Do I think this will be the end of Ash's journey? It's possible, but I doubt it will be. I highly doubt it will be. I mean, can you, any of you imagine the anime without Ash or Pikachu? It, it'd be dead. I don't think... Th honestly, no I, I'd give him one or two more seasons. I feel like this was kind of a end-all, be-all, just because that was always the thing that they were trying to, like, get him to. It took 25 years to get to this. I believe that for them, after 25 years, they might they may just be tired of making it, but they just don't want to say it. Of course, this is just I, speculation. I, just, I could be completely it's wrong. Speculation, but like just I, from, I, I mean, I mean, think about it. You do anything for 25 years and stuff, and 
you know, it, especially when it's, for example, an industry like animation where there's so many levels of uh, that you have to go through in order to even get an episode out. Um, it can get taxing, you know. I'm sure it can. That's for sure. But my my method, my thinking is, you know, this anime also always goes hand in hand with the games, with how it always has the region. Now, my thoughts are, I oh don't think God, the, the anime will sure end. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think the anime will end or will ever end. Uh, at least not while Pokemon is still around. Do I think Ash will eventually become out, come out of your weather? Yes, it's possible. I also think it's just as possible that they'll re- reboot the entire series um, and do it that way as well. Uh, because that, that seems just as likely. Because like I say, it's, you try watching an anime without Ash or Pikachu and, you know, it's just, it's just not, it's not the same. It's not the same. And well, the other thing with I, how the much money I'm the thinking, Pokemon company... The other thing I'm thinking is, what if they reboot it, but not in the way you're thinking, but they reboot it in... Uh, 10, 15 years, and I'm not saying our time, I'm talking about in their time, 10, 15 years down the road, he's like in his 20s, and now he's got a child, or something like, or no, like in his 30s or something, put him in his 30s, he has a child that's going on their adventure, and going up to the... That was... That was my third theory. That was was the third theory I was getting to. Um, I, I think that is also highly likely. Um, but I don't but think it's going to end anytime is, soon. Who especially would he with, end up with, with stuff. With... He's had so many female companions over the years. You know. Well, exactly. That's 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 a massive question. Um, Next thing you know, it's going to turn into an know, adult anime, and you're going to find out that he was actually secretly this... all these years running a harem. <laughs> Theory four that I have, which you know, isn't one I'm as fond of because, again, like I've already stated, guys, I don't think the anime would be the same without Astro Pikachu. Um, is they start revolving around our other new MC Go um, and his journeys, which is, again, that's plausible. But all I'll say is I don't think the anime is ending, because one thing, as everyone has, has stated, is that this is the end completely of the anime. I'm like, it's, it's not going to be. We've got Pokemon Violet right around the corner. It's, it's not going to happen. It's possible, unlikely, but possible it's going to be the end of Ash's journey. Um... Only time will tell, really. But all in all, you know, guys, no matter what it is, whether it is the end of his journey or not, it's, it was magnificent to see. And very, very touching in a way. All right. Uh, so now, after discussing about Pokemon, we're going into our character versus character. So before I go into and show the image, why don't we tell people... What we are basing this character. These games allow players to cast Alexa, stop. Why don't so, we explain to them what uh, this character versus character is? And I can't believe my Alexa went well, off. We're having a mum off for this one, guys. So, Bet Best Anime Mum uh, being. You know, I don't, I don't really have a criteria for what fits in as best mum because it all, you know, each mum parents differently even in anime. Um, but I guess just what have they done for their kids? What have, what was their character like? What was their story like? And also, obviously, as always, we include things like character design, etc. Um, into our equation. And no, 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 nipping in the bud here as it was raised last stream. This is not about who's the milfiest, okay? It's not happening. 
Glad that is arranged and sorted. Thank mm. you. Okay, so I chose a Sanai a Furukawa from Clonad. And you? I chose Miyako Ishida uh, from the Konokachi series, uh, which is a very, very good anime, and you guys should go and check it out. It is on Netflix. Right, so why don't you tell us why you chose Miyako? Because Miyako is freaking... Oh, I've, I use the Japanese title. Sorry, guys. That's what I know it by. You guys all know it by a silent voice. Um, which is actually an anime film. Um, should have been a series, but they didn't end up making it a film. And the silent voice revolves around uh, our male protagonist and a female deaf girl. I will say, this is actually a great uh, movie that made me feel feelings. Oh yeah, I cried. There's this anime, it hurts. And it shows the like, story I don't remember of everything. Bullying. I mainly remain I mainly remember the main male character and the deaf female character. And it shows how he used to bully her and then as he got older, he was the one being outcasted. And she was all great. And you know, it tells a very sweet and nice story shows them how they end up getting together and things like that and it's very painful but the the focus is on Miyako because obviously it does have a happy ending um Miyako herself though so she's the mother of Shoya Ishida uh, and his unnamed older sister uh, the mother-in-law to Pedro and the grandmother to Maria and she owns her own hair salon called Hair Make Ishida which I mean come on look at her hair her hair's freaking awesomely designed um and, you know, not much is known about her past life. Like, in the manga, we see Miyako is over here talking to Yoiko about her divorce. Not much is known about this other than the statement that in a half, he left both the salon and our family. But what we do know is she's a very kind mother to her granddaughter and to her two children. We see that she cares a lot for Shoya, even going as far as burning all of his money due to his plan to end his own life. She also shows much care in her granddaughter, Maria. It's shown that she loves the little girl and takes care of her with Shoya and her daughter. She's a very caring woman, even not listening to Yoiko when she cuts the hair of Shuko. Um, and one of the most impactful scenes that she does, as I mentioned there, is burning the money that Shoya was given her. He sold, sold all of his possessions, gave her all the money for it to get her out of debt and to get her in a good position before he was about to take his own life. And she stopped in a bird right in front of his eyes and says, you want to pay me back? You don't pay me back like this by killing yourself, by leaving us, by well, taking one of the things I love the most away. You pay us back by being here and letting us see you grow and let us see you become the fine young man that you know, we know that you can become because we love you. And is like tearing up with, and he's like, well, you could have like not burnt the money. And she was like, well, would it made a point if I didn't? And you know, you can see how much of an impact it has. And she basically, despite how much, you know, it's, it's a waste of money, let's be real, but money's, money's trivial. You can get that back. Um, she, she basically saved his life from suicide. And she has always been a great mother to the granddaughter that we see in it and to all, all the children that come to the salon. Uh, we see how caring she is towards the death, the, to the death girl as well. And all in all, she's she's absolutely, she, you know, she, she's model. She's model mother. 
Um, her character design is quite cool as well. So she's about average and slender and has green eyes. Uh, her natural hair color is actually black. That's why you can see the black on the top. But she dyes it blonde, uh, obviously, considering she's a hair salon owner. Um, but as you can tell, it's been some time as her roots are coming through. Uh, and if you guys have watched it, you can also observe that her left ear uh, has an injury on the slope from Yoiko slapping her. Um, and yeah, I think personally that her character design and that her story is one of the most heartfelt. And that's why that's why I picked her. And he had to try to pick someone who can compete because he knew who my selection was. And uh, <laughs> I mean... In the beginning of Clunad, uh, you could tell how good of a mother Sanai is, uh, even though she is absolutely terrible at cooking. Uh, one of the running gags of the entire series is her husband, Akio, making a comment over to uh, Tomoya about how, you know, Sanai's bread is always awful, so on and so forth, but Sanai will inevitably hear it. Talk about, oh, you don't like my bread, and start running out crying as... Her husband will stuff all the bread he can into his mouth, run after her, be like, I didn't mean it, I love your bread, blah, blah, blah. It's a running gag. But it is easily able to tell that Sanai and Akio are both very good parents. Like, this isn't just like one parent is better than the other. Like, they're both equally good, but we're doing a mom thing. So with Sanai, you can always tell that she she's loving and caring not just to her daughter Nagisa, but also to... Her future son-in-law that then became her son-in-law, uh, Tomoya, and pretty much anyone that shows up. We do know that she kept her youthful looks even as she was getting older, as evidenced by the time Sunahara thought that <laughs> Sanai was her daughter's older sister. And, and <clears throat> I still laugh at that entire arc because Tomoya being Tomoya basically kept egging him on and, you know... Sunahara kept trying to go after <laughs> Sanai. Uh, helped to bail him out a couple times. Uh, you know, to be... I, I mean, she was kind of hard to throw out the whole thing and stuff. Bailed him out a couple times. But the funniest bit of that arc was at the end. When thinking that Sanai is Nagisa's older sister. <laughs> he goes up to Akio, her husband. Who he thinks is her father. And basically... Ask permission to go out with her, which is like the funniest shit ever. Uh, I know you remember that, Mikey. Like that shit had me dying. Um, yeah, but she raised her daughter Nagisa so well. Uh, Nagisa is always so kind, caring, and respectful to everyone. Truly understands Tamoya, uh, no matter what he's going through. Uh, and you know she had some sort of influence in the way that Nagisa's personality ended up becoming. Like, who could forget the scene when Tomoya is mad at his father causing him a chance at a job, and so he starts punching a wall, and Nagisa just holds him back and basically just, you know, letting him know that he's there and that she's not leaving his side or anything else like that, which then ends up to him proposing and stuff. But you know that Sanai had to have played some sort of influence watching the way that she interacted uh, with her father and how nice she was to everyone. But the other reason I added Sanai in here, and this is the real kicker, 
why I think she's a great mother is big spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched Clannad. When Nagisa dies, Tomoya is broken. I mean, she is—he is absolutely broken. Uh, he just becomes a shell of his former self. He buries himself in work. He uh, gets drunk every single night, and he just shuts himself off and doesn't—he—he he just cannot see his own daughter. He—he he just can't do it. And tonight, continuously kept trying to bring him out of that shell. Uh, you don't see all that all that because after Nagisa dies, it just kind of fast forwards about like five years. Um, but it is heavily implied that like her and Akio were always trying to look out for them, and it, it, for him. And it was to the point that Sanai and Akio took in their granddaughter, which, which was Tomoya's daughter, obviously uh, Ushio, and raised Ushio. Which, then she ends up being a little bit strict on Ushio, but the real reason why is because she wants Ushio not to hate her dad and to get to know her dad. And it was her that played a trick on Tomoya to get Tomoya to go on a trip with his own daughter that brought him out of his shell to want to be a father again. So she basically had to be a mother and a grandmother to Ushio after already being a mother. And only after all that and stuff was she finally allowed to cry. Like, if you want to talk about uh, kindness, she's got it. If you want to talk about personality, she's always lovely. She's got it. But if you want to talk about strength, how about watching your daughter die? And then watching your son-in-law, you know, just in absolute despair and still helping out... Uh, and bringing in your granddaughter to take care of her. Yet never shedding a tear until her husband finally tells her. Five years after her daughter's death that she can let it go. She can finally cry. And boy does she ever cry. Like that scene. Alright there was three scenes in that entire anime that just broke me. Obviously the first is Nagisa's death. Uh, there was the scene where she cried. And then there is the scene when Ushio died. Alright, those are the three scenes that, you know, absolutely broke people. And Mikey, you know the scene I'm talking about, about how she was finally allowed to cry. I like, did. imagine I did. just going through what she did, yet never shedding a tear. Until she's told she can. Yeah, I hear you. I get what you mean. It's, 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 it's a hard matchup. I... I... I rate both these fucking characters so highly. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't. I see your comment. Um, Izumi over Miyako, and then Miyako over Sinai. Izumi doesn't hit the same as my comment replies, but Izumi's strength as a mother was the fact that she wasn't even the Elric brother's mother. She was a surrogate. Um, she had to fill in and had strength and like had everything ripped away from her before. Um, so but I can see what you're saying. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. They both. Well, oh, here's the thing. I've watched Silent Voice too. You know, I'm biased, and I will. I will go for Sanai, but I do believe Miyako is definitely a great choice as well. You know. 
I believe that if they would have done an actual series instead of a movie, uh, people would have seen it a lot more, and it would have been more even-keeled, if that makes sense. But as it is, when you have just a movie, there's only so much you could throw into just a movie. I guess because I read the manga, it's slightly... Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I, I know what you're talking about with the manga, but, you know, without... For people who haven't seen it, they're not going to know, like, the full extent of everything. You know? If they would have done an actual series, I do believe Miyako could have given Sanai a run for their money. I, that's, see, that's, that's the same as, as me there, the flaming money. That, that scene hit, hit home. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm I can't call it. I I don't let my bias get in the way, so I'm not going exactly. to call it. Exactly, and, that, and that's the same for me. Like I'm not going to let my bias call it either. Uh like I said, my bias is more towards Sanai, but that's because you know Clannad had the original season and the after story, so you had it was like something like fifty something episodes to fall in love with the characters. You know what I mean? Whereas with uh. A silent voice, you had a movie. You know, unless you read the manga, you had a movie. You know, so that's why I would I would edge it more towards Sanai, but I will let the community decide who they think is better. But uh moving along, we have the anime highlights. Uh so these are within the last year or two, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes, they're in the they're in within the last one to two years. Okay. Um and yeah, so our anime highlights for this week guys are Beastars and Blue Period. Both extremely good shows. Alright, so I believe go ahead. Season two trailer for Beastars. Oh, I love this okay, one. Okay, so here's the trailer for Beastars. Well that's uh, certainly an interesting trailer, so why don't we tell us why you uh recommend this one? Beastars, there's, there's, look, let's, let's first address Netflix. Netflix is known for not having that many great anime. But it does have a couple of golden, golden gems. Beastars is one of them. Um, it tells the story of carnivores and herbivores. And it's, it's really twisted in places. Like, you see herbivores killing carnivores with guns. You see yeah, very set. Um, what's the word? Topics that are quite uh, triggering. There should be a massive trigger warning for uh, all things, obviously, violence, manipulation, sexual assault, um, and worse. Um, this very much highlighted in how carnivals are framed for a lot of things. Herbivores don't take accountability. You see carnival mob gangs. You see how romance between carnivores and herbivores should be outlawed and is wrong. Uh, you talk about instincts, killing instincts. You you see, it's 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 crazy, um, and you see like herbivores selling themselves so to feel something because being with the carnival is more thrilling it's very dark for what is basically a furry anime <laughs> for lack of a better word um but very good and very emotional and very very 
insane story writing. You know, you know what, guys? The way I remember describing this actually is was take Zootropolis and put it on like steroids, and you've got you got beat stars. Um, it's it's incredible. It's genuinely incredible. I want more. Fair enough. So next up in our anime highlights, you have uh, highlighted a blue period. Which is also an, uh, one on Netflix. I can't believe I've done double I can't Netflix you've done this, this week. <laughs> uh, like Bubble Bubble is on, ne- on Netflix because of best anime. Rev, just go and tell Kujo it's the it's best anime, okay? He still needs to watch it. <laughs> it's a meme. It's a, it's a meme. Fair enough. All right, so here is the trailer for Blue Period. Okay, so that was the trailer for Blue Period. So why don't you tell us why you've done this? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, for the double Netflix. Um... <laughs> This tells the story of a guy who is in with, you know, like the lads crowd. They go for food, they go for, they, they have a smoke, they hang out, but, and they go for drinks, but he was always one for study and he was kind of mediocre. Uh, he wouldn't stay out past a certain time, but it was fine until he stopped hanging out with his friends altogether and they started noticing because he didn't have a passion. You know, he didn't know what he wanted to do, he didn't know where he wanted to go. Until he saw this piece of art that they were doing in the art cast. You know, art was always his weakest subject. He was always told, you know, you can't do anything with art. You can't get a job with art. And he makes it his mission to get better and better and better. And like his parents are against him, his friends are against him, all the people in this club. And he gets better and better and better. And you see him get emotional over it. You see how much he's, how hard he's working. You see him get berated by his friends. Um, but still manages to make it. You see all these really cool and interesting characters. You see major progression, possibly some of the best progression I've seen in an anime, and character designs. Um, and it really does emphasize the art world itself. It really does emphasize how difficult it can be. Um, and you know, I, I was I'm in an iron about it, but it was definitely an uh, uh, unexpectedly great show that lived up to the hype. And definitely has the potential to be brilliant with more. All right. And now we're going to go into the Lambertsy Show Recommends, which is from any time period. It doesn't have to be the last couple of years. I mean, it could, but it's any time period. So we're just trying to give you recommendations to watch. We're going to start off with my recommendation, which is Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life. Uh, so I decided to live a quiet life. So this is the trailer for that. So that was the trailer for it. Now, uh, Mikey has seen this. Honestly, I have not even finished it and stuff. I'm on the last two episodes. But this was a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen the final two episodes. But just the way they went about this anime was kind of a breath of fresh air for me. Uh, I'm so used to seeing... Where you get this character who's like super strong, who just walks through everything, makes everything nice and easy, so on and so forth. Now, while he does have the strength, he's immediately told in the very beginning that he's not strong enough for the party. Turns out that he is strong enough for the party. There's a lot of skills that they completely forgot about. And he decides he's just going to... He's just going to live a quiet life and have his own apothecary, and he gets it. And then he runs across an old adversary, 
uh, and who is uh, Rin, and Rin decides that she's going to quit being a B-class adventurer and join him in living the quiet life. And then we later find out that the hero, uh, spoiler alert, the hero is actually the younger sister of uh, of Red. And it's just, a, a, there's a lot of depth, more than what I've said. Like, they go into a lot of detail on explaining a lot of things, and it's just... It's it's very peaceful and relaxing. You know, I know it's starting to pick up the last couple episodes. Um, but even still, even if it picks up the last two episodes, I don't even mind. Because it was such a pleasant journey through these first ten episodes I've watched. Um, and I haven't seen these final two episodes. But, Mike, you've watched this anime. Okay, so, so, what's your overall thoughts? I, I have. I love it. I think it's a great anime, and it was confirmed um, about two weeks ago to have a season two as well. Fuck yeah, um, let's so go! We've got season two confirmation. I've read the manga as well, so I'm trying to trying to avoid spoilers. But but you gotta admit, like it's it's such a peaceful kind of anime, but in a good way. You know, like, it's not like they're going out of their way to be super peaceful, but it, it I don't know how to explain it. It's just a relaxing anime to watch. Like, when you just need, it is you know, good. it's a good anime, but it's a relaxing anime. It's not, like, over the top with excitement or anything else like that, but there's still everything there that you need, you know? Yeah. So let's uh, move along to your recommended, which is Tokyo Revengers. And... Yeah. Here is the trailer for that. Okay, so that was the trailer for Tokyo Revengers. So why don't you tell us why you've uh, recommended this one? Because it's, it's literally, it came out of nowhere. It was quite unexpected, and it was fire. Um, Tokyo Revengers tells the story of a man who can go back in time to his younger glory days uh, as part of like a Yakuza. Um, or an up-and-coming Yakuza, I should say from when he was in high school and everyone wanted to be because everyone wanted to be cool and he's going back in time continuously to try and save this girl's life uh who dies due to events that have happened in the past if he changed an event in the past is meant to save her but then another event occurs because he's changed something and that's kind of like the theory we go with and then it changes other people as well his friends his acquaintances etc for some reason he seems to have forgotten a lot of what's happened in the past and this kind of helps remember. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's very good. It's it's really well done and really well thought out. Sadly, the, the anime is still ongoing, but apparently the manga finished re recently. And it wasn't that great of a manga ending, so maybe they'll fix it for the anime, I don't know. But for an anime itself, it's really enjoyable. Oh, that's... Honestly, it's not the same plot point, but that's got a very similar plot point to Erased, which I absolutely loved. Erased is cool, yeah. Erased was just great. So, now we're going to move along to the anime news, which from what I was told, we do not have a ton this week. No, we have very few anime news this week, actually. Um, I haven't come across much, honestly, but sometimes it'd be like this. Okay, so starting off... So, yeah, we've got three pieces of news. This is quite a quick one this week, guys. By the time I got reincarnated as a Slime Season 3, as I noticed, and that character looks pog. It really does. 
I really love that character design. Obviously, guys, we had massive Pokemon news, which we did cover. Uh, also, guys, if you obviously you're sure most of you aware, but we've got Pokemon Violet coming out at the end of the week. And they were doing like a little teaser online, but I never just see what that was for with some kind of chest. Um, you know, I should probably, you know what I'm going to do real quick? Uh, I'm just going to quickly go over to the general and create an invite link that we can pop over into uh, into the chat right now. And then we can go right back. But this is for anyone who has not joined us. We're going to generate a link for you. Copy that. And we're going to go back over here while we continue talking about the news. So next up for news. Oct oct we got Octopath Traveler 2 news, uh, which is a JRPG. Uh, and it shows us the path actions you will have for characters. Different actions you can do in day and night. So, for instance, Partitio's actions is in the day you can purchase items from people uh oddly enough not able to do that well not just shopkeepers that means so it means you can purchase items from anyone not just shopkeepers uh and his night action is higher you can bring people along to your journey and we got a couple of screenshots of how this works and this is pretty cool pretty 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 nifty um other than that like i it's been dead on the ground for uh Kind of JRPG and anime news this this week, um, and I've I've seen I've seen a couple of things like here and there, like we have, I've seen this as well. Uh, this is the cover for Fairy yeah, like Tales. Just quest so you just put something in the Anamanga news, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's this the cover for? Uh, Fairy Tales Hundred Year Quest Chapter One Hundred and Twenty. Uh, quite, a, uh, quite, uh, quite a nice, nice. I, I uh, see not one but two big reasons to read this. <laughs> uh, this, this is being shared around on Twitter a lot, guys. Is Yamamoto, as I mentioned earlier, from how he just stood there and just took the blow, his death blow. That was his expression. Just, just, you know, point blank, just absolutely took a no shit kind of guy. Um, well, we've got we've got an actual bit 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 of news by here as well. So something called Malevolent Spirits Mono Mon Mo No No Guitari broadcast begins January 9th in twenty twenty three. Uh this is the cover for it. Uh have I got anything else? Anything at all? Oh Tactics Ogre Reborn released guys where anyone doesn't know that JRPG. Uh is made by Square Enix. Uh kind of like the father to like most tactics games and is a very very well known franchise very good game uh, also same same with front mission they they're also dropping a new front mission game for Nintendo Switch i believe pre-orders start tomorrow for that guys and again another a lovely little uh, jrpg there other than that i don't think i have anything else uh, we did have, like, obviously the normal kind of Bleach drama where people are kind of, like, shitting on it because Bleach is Bleach. You know, people are just don't like people, other people to have good things. Um, other than that, I don't think anime or manga news-wise or JRPG news-wise, we have much of anything else. It has really been dead on the ground for any other kind of kind of news this week. That's sadly. right, because we did have the gigantic uh, which... Pokemon news where Ash finally won. 
And I believe that, that we finally true. had a very good character versus character this week. So for those who tuned in and knew it, but watching me fail time after time, this time it was actually Mikey trying to pick someone who can compete with Sinai <laughs> with a character I ch- I chose. I shouldn't have told him so well, early. Like, <laughs> happens. It does happen. Okay. I, I can't believe I've done Sometimes. this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this, my friend. I can't believe you've done this. All right. No, other than that, guys, I don't have any other pieces of news. All I'm giving you is this image because power supremacy. Um, uh, uh, Revenant says, did they fix front mission and take it back to turn base, or are they leaving it as an armored core clone? Also, if we're out of news, just give us another 40 minutes of SAO. <laughs> 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 For those who don't know, our last episode, we started off with Sword Art Online and that went on for about 40 minutes. There was a lot of SAO news last week. Look, SAO news was, was just wild on the ground. Like I'm I'm just double checking there's nothing else new. Oh Attack on Titan Final Season Part 3 will be the final. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, how did you not get that in there? Because I even I saw that. I I think I sent it to you on Twitter. Yes, you did. Here's here's the cover for Hold it. Hold on, let me pull it up. Um, on a manga news, and I didn't even see that you put this image in here. Power <laughs> <laughs> yeah, supremacy. We've got something called with the next image, uh, Dead Mountain Death Play Anime Adaptation announced. So the name is Dead Mountain Death Play, uh, and it's an anime adaptation has been announced. Looks kind of an interesting graphic there. Uh, What's, what's this? Sorry, Toradora. Hello. What? Oh, to the other side of Jintama. Final animation culmination event visual release. That's interesting. I thought we were going to have some more Jintama uh, anime there. Fair enough. Uh, we got Kizuna AI TV anime project reveals title and release date, but no release date on the fucking post itself. But here's the. Every time I think you're done, I have to get off. I like full screen you, and then I have to get off and immediately go to Animanga. <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm done. Buddy. Okay, then. Uh, we've got One Piece film red anime movie. Looks back at its historic 100 days in theater with moving video. And honestly, it's done really well in theater. I didn't expect it to do this well. Um, Suzume has best Japanese box office opening for Makoto Shinkai anime film ever, which is interesting. Uh, speaking of Tokyo Revengers, the newly completed Tokyo Revengers manga will get a special arc to be unveiled in November 2023, and the Tokyo Revengers Extra spin-off will get a serialization, so we're getting more Tokyo uh, Revengers, which is nice to see. Ooh, The Weakest Tamer began a journey to pick up trash TV anime announced. And of course, of course, we've got a slime in the image. Of course, there's a fucking slime. What's with, with anime and slime? I mean, I I still, there's, I'm still laughing at high school DXT Issei trying to get a slime as a familiar. (laughs) To be fair, that would have been perfect Um, for Issei. We've got a visual here for the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague, set to come out on January 4th. Um, This is all I come out within like the last three hours, so I'm sorry I missed this. Uh, Expel from Paradise Anime Staff has a new film project. I've never heard of that, but for anyone who has, that's uh, interesting. 
people are still pissed off at Bleach because they are uh, their dub is not in the UK and sub is still not available in a lot of areas. Um, I think this is my last piece of news I've got for here. Um, is the Cafe Terrace and its goddess TV anime fills uh, fills out its roster for April 2023. And here's the image for that. But we all know how my track record with made anime this season's gone, and this is definitely a solid loss. Fair enough. Okay, I'm done, Lamb. Okay, <laughs> now we're going to back head back over. Uh, reminder, this is brought to you by the Lambency Show from thelambencyshow.com. You can find us on all these platforms, so feel free to go take a look at our website. Join our mailing list to know when there's a new episode out. Uh, another thing, which... Uh, you know, I asked in the Discord, but our Discord is still small, so we're trying to get more activity. If you haven't joined our Discord, please feel free. We can use the interactivity. But I am highly considering streaming uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, you know, now that i got a computer that can handle things, and it doesn't feel weird using a, you know, laptop's keyboard. So, if people are interested in me streaming that, please feel free to let us know. Uh, we are in talks with some more people and stuff about potential new topics and stuff. I'm always in talks with people. and Just because I'm in talks doesn't mean it ends up happening, though. You know? So we shall see if we get some more topics covered or not. Uh, we do not know quite yet, but we're always looking to expand our content. We did add uh, two tech writers this week who will be providing articles to our website of hot deals that are affordable not like those other websites where for example if you're looking for uh, a webcam or something it, it shows like the most expensive webcams no no they're actually going to be scarring for good deals you know and writing about it oh i i i, I missed that about calico <laughs> calico he's in I our discord that, that went straight in my head. I thought i didn't realize sharp is, is sharp continuing as a host no he's going to continue as a tech journalist uh, okay. You know, uh, it just, uh, it wasn't a good fit. It was nothing against him. He's just kind of, uh, he likes to talk about what he likes to talk about. And if you try to ask him something that he's not comfortable with and stuff, you get one or two word answers, which, you know, that's fine. It just doesn't work as a host. So, no, that's you know, understandable. I, I do believe that anyone who has talent, you shouldn't just throw them out. Like if he can help us elsewhere, then let him help, help us elsewhere. Um, 100%. You know, so I think later on today, I'm, I might stream uh, Knights of the Old Republic or one of these many. Oh, wait. That's right. They're not on this particular page. I'll show you. Give me a sec. Or one of these beauties right here. Give me one sec as I pull them over so you guys can see. Ba boom. So those are just what I've downloaded from Steam so far. So I got Tower of, Fantasy, Tower of Fantasy, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Old School RuneScape, Mobius Final Fantasy, and Final Fantasy uh, 10, 10 2. Um, Dude, is Mobius even still running? We can find out. Give me one sec. Let's uh, see if I can pull it up. I thought, I thought they finished on this. Seems to be running for it's me. Is that from Steam? The... Of course, it hasn't gotten past the first page, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure Mobius' servers went finished. It very well could not be running because it's not getting past this first bit. 
Oh, if you search for it in the Steam store, it doesn't even come up anymore. Interesting, because Rip. I downloaded it last night. <laughs> you, have, you already have it in your library? Yes. Yeah, that's that's why you can Okay, it. fair enough. Well, alright. At least I know to down... At least I, I know to remove this. <laughs> you got me excited. I, I love that game. Understandable. Understandable. Um, But no, we're gonna try to get some video games on there and stuff. I might see if we can find some fellow Steam players to play with and stuff. I'm also going to hook up my capture card uh, to my system so I can play that way if I need to. Um, Man just needs to get caught. I'm not going to call dude. <laughs> it's not happening. Was on two drops soon. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, this Modern Warfare 2, I've been watching footage of it. It's nothing like the original. I have no interest in it. So, you know, I've lost all interest I had. But that's fine. These things happen, like kidney stones, this too shall pass. But uh, that being said, we're going to go look for someone to raid. So just give us one moment while we figure that out. Mikey, you got any closing statements? I haven't really got much going on. Just just trying to get myself through Final Fantasy. Not not much to say. Say for me other than don't be a prick on Twitter, guys. That's mm. all. That being said, that's going to be the end of this podcast. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And until next time, enjoy yourself. And... Enjoy the end of stream music because I changed it.